the Avon Marching Black and Gold won the 2023 Grand Nationals Championship with their show Tableau. We wanted to say congratulations to director Matt Harloff, the students, parents, and the entire team at Avon for this great accomplishment. And of course, we want to thank every student, parent, and educator who are a part of the great marching season at Bands of America and all over the country. The winning performance by Avon reminded us of a podcast from 2022, a conversation with five members of the staff at Avon after they had won all three gold medals in Dayton at WGI that year. They talk about how they build and maintain the culture of excellence at Avon with fantastic advice I think you will find helpful and inspiring. So we're re-releasing Marching Roundtable Podcast 1090, Avon Staff on Winning Three Golds. During the conversation, they talk about the many years it took to build their program to this level and then how they maintain it. We hope you enjoy hearing this again and find great ideas that you and your staff can use as you continue to build excellence with your own group. The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International and Music for All. This podcast is sponsored by Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. The Avon Marching Band is an FJM client. The commitment to excellence that is our motto for our program, that's years of developing that. And that's, I think that's another reason or whatever of how the groups were so great is that, yes, we were coming out of COVID and all that, but the standard never changes. The standard is always this. We're always trying to achieve this. And when you push kids to that standard and they have that pride of trying to get to that standard, and they have a goal of, of trying to reach that. And, and you know what? That's just been a personality of our program for years. And you're right. It's a culture. And it takes a while to build that culture. That's Matt Harloff of Avon High School. And he's joined by Jay Webb, Daniel Wiles, Richard Henshaw, and Lee Allman. The Avon Band Program accomplished the astounding feat of winning the gold medal in all three world-class scholastic events at WGI this season. A monumental task. On this conversation, we talk about how they collaborate, how they built a program that can make this excellence possible, and we hear about specifics of this season, the process, the challenges, and the rewards. I ask them about keeping kids motivated and engaged and avoiding burnout during the long season. For me, with the guard especially, we've talked about that, you know, and you know, we had a pretty successful winter and we did pretty well all winter. So you can see how even then the kids could kind of get you know, they might go into autopilot a little bit. And I know we talked a lot about gratitude this year. We talked a lot about what it means to be back in the arena, to be back performing, period. My daughter is, is in, in, in the wins group, and I actually get to see it through their eyes. And the reality is, is that they want to be with their friends. So why isn't there burnout? Because they, want, they love the people that they're performing with which gets to this point, is that the awards and the medals and, and all of that stuff is, that's icing on the cake. That's awesome. But the kids do this because they get to perform with their friends and they love being with their friends. They love hanging out before the rehearsal and they love hanging out after rehearsal. Everyone can watch the video version of this podcast at marchingartseducation.com. There's a link to that video where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable. Here at the Marching Roundtable, our goal is to have the conversations you want to have, ask the questions you want to ask, and take you behind the curtain, giving you access to the top marching arts professionals. We're proud to do that on this podcast, 
with his conversation with the Avon staff. This podcast is sponsored by FJM, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at FJMInc.com. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. You can find the latest marching band, color guard, drumline, and drum corps uniform designs, as well as shop the marching arts merchandise store at FJMInc.com slash roundtable. Enter discount code roundtable at checkout to receive 10% off your online merchandise order. That's roundtable, all one word, at checkout to receive 10% off any online merchandise order. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. Family owned and operated since 1960. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marching Roundtable Podcast. This is Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. I am so excited to have this conversation. I can't believe that in the middle of such a busy school year and such an amazing season that all these guys had, that they were able to stop and talk with me tonight. Thank you so much to the whole team from, from a lot of the team from Avon that had such an amazing WGI season is here. So let me say hi to everybody. Jay Webb, how are you, Jay? Hi there. Doing good. Thank you for being here. Matt Harloff's here. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good. Beast of the Marching Arts. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Always happy to see you. Daniel Wiles, how are you, Daniel? Hi, Tim. Nice to see you again. Thank you very much. Lee Allman is here. Lee, how are you? Good. How are you now? I'm great. And Richard Henshaw is here also. Richard, how are you? Doing really well, Tim. Great to talk to you as always. Absolutely. So I actually intended to say what you guys all did as I went through that introduction and I totally didn't do it. So let's, let's, I guess we'll go back around. Jay, of course, you're the director of bands, Matt, the assistant band director, Lee is percussion director, Daniel is visual program coordinator and color guard director and Richard visual designer. Did I get that all right? And everybody knows who you guys are because you're really famous. So anyway, I think it's, it's fantastic that you're here listening. We're going to talk about this amazing season they had, how they somehow managed to win gold medals in every category in Dayton. It's quite astounding. And I want to find out about how they collaborate, who does what, how they work together, how they get students to have that kind of excellence. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. But I have to start, if you guys will indulge me, I have to start by saying this. Just fielding three groups in the winter is a giant task, in my opinion, right? Like just getting them on the floor, getting students together, taking the time out of everything else you're doing, because you're still doing concert band and jazz band and everything else, but you're putting these these groups on the floor. That's an astounding accomplishment. Getting them to perform at the level that they go to Dayton is another giant accomplishment. Just to show up in Dayton with a group, I think, is a feather in anybody's cap. Then you say, okay, you have these three groups and they all make finals? That's astounding. How is that possible? You know, seriously, I think that's like a giant accomplishment for any group. And then to think, well, could all the groups medal? Well, that seems unbelievable. Could they all be that good? So, guys, when we then talk about, okay, all three groups are in the classic world category and they all win a gold medal, like it just seems impossible. Like I've been trying to wrap my head around this the whole time and I still just don't know how it's possible. So I want to start by just saying, everybody, let's make sure we see this in context. It's astounding. So, Jay, I'll go to you because you're sort of like the grand poobah of this whole team. Um, 
congratulations. How's it, how's it been? How do you feel? I feel uh, incredible. I mean, after going through COVID and all the things that we did to try to survive like everyone else did, um, and then come out on the other side at such a high level, I think it has a lot to do with how we handled COVID, how we went about it, what we did the year before this year. Uh, last school year was a big part of, you know, what we did this year. Um, you know, we tried to have a marching band in 2021. Um, we did a small show. Um, we had color guard and drumline and winds. Um, and, uh, you know, through last winter, not this winter, but the winter before, um, and kept going. And then basically in the summer and the fall, just kept the program really rolling as we were able to go to BLA again and, and compete in our state uh, circuit. So that was huge. Um, and also the, the, you know, continuing the training underneath. So one of the weirdest things about this year in Dayton is very few of the kids had ever been, ever been. Um, for the drumline had one kid maybe, or I don't think they had any. Uh, the guard maybe had one. The Wentz maybe had one. Um, so that 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 was very daunting in itself. But um, I can't be prouder of what Matt did with the Wentz and what Daniel's doing with the guard and what Lee and his staff is doing with the drumline. And uh, my my job is to provide um, and uh, money uh, support uh, resources. Um, obviously, we. And one of our biggest uh, problems is facilities. And we just don't have three groups. We actually had, this year, we had five groups because we have an A guard. We had a cadet guard. Uh, in many years past, we've had an A drumline as well as a world drumline. And one of the reasons that our world groups are so good is because we have feeders for them within our program. And that's a big part of it. Uh, and we're still looking at how we can continue to do that. And the hardest part has been creating infrastructure. So each of the groups, we might share our, um, you know, our design team and share our intellect. But as far as nuts and bolts, equipment and floors and spaces, that's all has to be, each group has to have its own thing and uh, its own staff um, there's been bleed over in all those areas, but putting together a staff that can handle all that, the resources that can provide for all that, that's really uh, one of the keys of this whole thing. Well, so I could clearly talk to you for the next hour just about that, because like how you're able to accomplish getting the infrastructure and providing all of those resources and the staff, like that's astounding unto itself. But um, that's probably not the topic for the night. But I think maybe, Jay, I'm going to have to bend your ear on that another time. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's pretty amazing. If you need to go to sleep, I could give you all the details of that. <laughs> uh, you're right out. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a big part. Of, and it took years to do that, um, especially in the drum line. Having two electronic setups, two pits, two battery drums, you know. And uh, it all comes from the marching band and how the marching band is kind of the, the the glue that all these things kind of fit together and they split apart in the winter and do their own things and then come back together in the summer and the fall. And that's the Avon Marching Block and Gold. Yeah, and that explains why that, that marching band is always so amazing. So, Lee, you had zero people that had students in your group that had been, like, what kind of challenges did that 
provide for you this year? Uh, the challenges were big because not only were we teaching them the show and maybe a kid or two how to play a different instrument than what we played in the fall, but we had to explain what the lot experiment would be like. We had to explain uh, what going down the hill would be like. Uh, there was no uh, experiential, uh, just like crossover of knowing here's what we kind of do on Thursday, here's what we do on Friday. So it it was essentially had to, before we showed up in Dayton, teach everyone what they should expect, even um, from saying that we normally compete in our state in IPA. There aren't normally uh, audience on the side, so we had to teach them that there will be audience members on the side. So if you think you're going to turn to the side and have a second off from your performance or engaging the audience, you know, you're mistaken. So every, every single detail had to be uh, reinstilled into the program. And it was, the students responded great. And it was also a good opportunity for the staff to uh, reevaluate the job that we were doing and in instructing the students, you know, are we actually teaching them everything they need to know? Or are we just hoping that it would get passed down class to class? You know, when I've had that conversation with people, Lee, sometimes people have said, well, they decided to do some things differently. <laughs> like, did you have any of those moments where you realized, okay, maybe we are going to change some procedure this year because we can? Uh, don't tell the kids, but we rehearsed a little bit more this year because they uh, <laughs> didn't know what being tired at WGI really was. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did a little bit more in some areas, like rehearsing more. Um but yeah, it was a nice opportunity to kind of reset the entire experience. Yeah, and I have to tell you that I always think it's a miracle if any drumline ever makes it down the hill, sets up, and everything works, and they actually get to do their show. Like, that to me is just a miracle show after show after show. Like, I still don't know how it's possible. Daniel, you had, like, maybe two returners? Yeah, we had two kids that were in the Tanner year, obviously, and they were freshmen. And as everybody knows, even if you had two or one or zero, you know, when you're a freshman in the guard, your role is not the same as it is when you're a senior. You know, so that that was just as much as having a brand new guard there because no one had ever been in the situation they were in and under the pressure they were under. So, yeah, it was um it was just, a, we were, what, what Jay had said was really important was what we did during COVID, you know, for us to keep that going. And, you know, no matter what, it, it took a hit on everything. Everybody on staff was kind of doing it, you know, kind of pro bono, you know, just doing it because we all knew that we couldn't let any of these programs suffer. And that was just wonderful to see every person in Avon rally around the program and what we were going to have to do so that, you know, we all, you know, Jay was so adamant that when we came out, we were going to be as strong and just try to keep that level of excellence. And for the guard, especially in the last winter, you know, it was great. Center Grove had such a great season last winter too. So we were able to kind of go head to head with this incredible color guard week after week, all in our masks and in the, you know, in the IHS CGA. So we were fortunate that that gave us that level of pressure, you know, going through warm up, freaking out, you know, having all that hallway stuff that you do before you go perform in a big environment. Luckily, we were able to have that experience, and I think it had a lot to do 
with because I said the same thing. Imagine how many guards went into Debbie Jack finals, not the independent world, because clearly they'd had kids probably before COVID that had been on the floor. But imagine that night in Scholastic World Finals, how few of those kids had ever been in a moment like that as well. Mm-hmm. I had cautioned judges and everyone through the winter, like, don't be real surprised if that's not the greatest night for all these guards because no one has experience where normally we would take 17 kids into WGI finals with real experience of performing in the arena, you know, in that pressure cooker. And uh, it was, that was a big part. I think what we did in COVID to push our kids to keep growing had such a big part to do with all of these groups success. Yeah. And you know, there were places where they couldn't. And so you guys were very fortunate that you could do as much as you did. Daniel, doesn't it make it, even more astounding how great everybody was. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. level of performance across the board was just amazing. And, and everybody had all these situations. Well, it's funny because here we are on your webinar and everyone's on Zoom and everyone's watching YouTube. And, you know, if you notice, it's so interesting. The level of the talent of all the kids now is because of YouTube videos and their learning prides feature or whatever they're doing. These kids were clearly working, you know, whether they had to be in a mask or whether they were just in their backyard, they were downloading. And I think we were all astounded at the level of talent for every group, but even in our own groups to be like, wow, oh, where'd you learn that from? Well, I was watching YouTube and this kid was doing it and I learned it and you were like, yeah, awesome. That's great. I think that's a big part of where we're at right now is the students are just, they're off the hook. It's crazy what these kids can do in all of these groups. Yeah, you know, Matt, I wanted to ask you about that because you guys clearly have a culture at Avon where there's excellence is expected. There's this, you know, atmosphere that allows students to really achieve. Um, but like there's it can't just be that simple. You know, like like how did you keep your kids going so well throughout all this? Well, I think that that is an and not only from what we did, you know, because of COVID and all that, but that that takes years to develop like prior to to this year you know the the commitment to excellence that that is our motto for our for our um program um that that's years of developing that and 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 that's i think that's another you know reason or whatever of uh, of why you know uh, uh, how the how the groups were so great is that yes we were coming out of COVID and all that but the standard never changes the standard is always this we're always trying to achieve this and and when you push kids to to that standard uh, and they and they have that pride of trying to get to that standard and they have a goal of of trying to reach that. Um, and, and you know what? That's just been a personality of of our program um, for years. So, um, and, and, and you're right; it's a culture, and it takes a while to to build that culture. And for the wins, we just happen to be lucky enough to have um, a color guard and a drum line that we can follow. It's like, okay, these guys have been doing this for a long time. You go in our you go in our band room, and there's history of color guard and drumline, and and how they are are able to achieve that excellence, 
and we can learn from just simply watching the best in, in the you know some of the best drum lines and, and color guards. They're they're in our they're in our band room. We get to see them, you know. So um, you're right, you know. It's it, the culture is it takes a while to develop, you know, for those groups that are aspiring to do that. It takes a while, um, and, and we've had that for a long time. And it was just after the COVID thing, say, hey, remember, this is our standard. And that's never, and it's not, we're not going to lower our standard because we have gone through a, a rough time. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that was a big part of it as well. So, and it started with web, you know, building that culture. And so. Well, I'd like to jump on there because one of the things that Daniel said, we really had to reteach that standard to these kids this group of kids because they haven't really experienced it even though we did a lot of things in covid it wasn't really at the same level the marching band wasn't at a boa finals level when we did that um when we did our state things last uh last winter last year i'm not sure we were at the exact same level the guard was very close but the drum line wasn't uh the winds weren't um so we had to really instruct this group. And one of the things I've said a billion times this year is the standard is the standard, not the standard because of COVID. It's the standard that we have always aspired to. So going back to what Matt said. Yeah, we would talk a lot in BAM that, you know, we were, even as a staff, we were yelling things like, come on, you got to be more like Avon. And at one point, I kind of brought all the staff together. I was like, hey, they don't know what that is. Like, we have to remind them of what we are because there are so many new kids. And we kind of expected, and it, it was even for us, we had to step back at some point in the fall and be like, okay, guys, we have to teach them that. We can't remember that we don't have any veterans to teach them that. So, specific to WGI, though, like fast forward that to April, it was reinvigorating for us to have to introduce the kids to Dayton to championships. It, it made us more excited. It made us come up. We were the pictures, showing them all the pictures of the arena and showing them videos of coming back from color guard championships and getting the drum line excited that next Monday about this is what it's going to be like. Um, that was really a cool opportunity for us as a team. And it, I think it helped teach us also to not take for granted what we have. Cause Tim, like what you said, it's so hard to do what we do. It is so hard. And so it, it's a good reminder to be thankful and grateful for our school and our community and Mr. Webb and all the support over all the years to get to this point. And it was a, this moment in April was a release of all of that for all three of these groups and the, the stars aligned and all three shows were some of the best things we've ever done. And, and it just, so it, you know, we, we hit the jackpot and we worked for it and we got to rediscover it. It was cool. Yeah, I love that. So, Richard, you have a perspective of having been around the program a long time. You know, everybody wants to build this kind of culture. Everybody wants to have a program where these, these are the, that's our level. You know, that's hard. <laughs> it's like, do you have any insights from your years with the Avon program? Is there something they're doing that, that, you know, that you think you could share that maybe other people aren't doing? It's just the years. And, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's getting a core team that can work well together and that can play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses and then be willing to stick together and stick together when it's bad. How do you react when the show isn't that great of a show, yet you still push forward and, and make the group great? Um, and it's years of that, and it's years of going through the ups and downs. And, and it, 
then it becomes generational. These guys have already talked about it. standards become generational. There, there becomes a, and it, the better it goes, the more you can ride that wave. Um, but it, it just is time. And I think if you see, if you look around pageantry at the groups that are the most successful, it's, it's no coincidence that a lot of them are the, are the groups that have the community and the backing um, and the leadership to stay together for a long period of time. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask a hard question. I'm going to take a little side trip here that I wasn't expecting to take, but I know of many programs where they push for this kind of excellence and then the kids all burn out and they all quit and everything falls apart. Do you guys have any sense of how, how are you keeping them engaged in a positive way, getting those expectations in a way that the students are invigorated by it as opposed to beat down by it? I know that's part, mostly your teaching. I just wonder if you guys want to speak to that. I do. I just like somebody else. Go ahead first if you want. <laughs> um, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Webb. No, I, I think you 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 can uh, sum it up pretty well. I think you have a good picture of it. Um. Oh, that it, it is really hard because I think that for me with the guard especially I. We've talked about that, you know, and even in the years where, you know, we had a pretty successful winter and we did pretty well all winter. So you can see how even then the kids could kind of get, you know, they might go into autopilot a little bit. And I know we talked a lot about gratitude this year. We talked a lot about what it means to be back in the arena, to be back performing, period. Because while we did get to do it last winter, there were no crowds. You know, it was the weirdest thing that most of the shows that we were at, there were no kids in the audience, and we all know it's the kids that make the environment. It's not the parents. They're not going wild and screaming like, you know, mad. But, the, you know, to get back to that, we really focused on gratitude. And I guess what I would say to that over the years, how do we protect burnout? I think we, you know, we never let our t our kids take that for granted. We talk a lot about, like, even when I was saying the Avon way, you know, we, we talk to them about, yes, it's great to be, you know, I always tell the kids that they're a free agent. You know what I mean? They're, the only reason they're in this program is their kid, their parents moved to this town. You know what I mean? If their parents move five miles east, five miles north, they're not in Avon. They're, they can't be. They, they, they are only lucky that they got here. And I think that probably early on, maybe we were, we maybe took it for granted as well, too. When we were in 2007, 8, 9, 10, we were like, wow, it just keeps happening. It's wonderful. Webb and I would always talk about this John Sutton from Greenwood High School here in Indiana, and he had sustained his program for 30 years. And we were, we would laugh like, God, how would we ever get to that? Well, Webb's in 30, Matt's in, we're 28 something. I'm in year 24. You know, and, and now we look at it and we go, how did we do that? I, I think there's something really important that we've always professed to the kids. Don't take this for granted because what we do is not easy. And we do profess that to them as well. And I think when we try not to let them take it for granted, we don't fall into those ruts that you're talking about. There is burnout, though. And go ahead, Matt. Well, I was just going to add to that. I mean, Daniel's right on, and that's first and foremost. I'll add, I'll kind of take a step and make it a little, um, I think, a, a different perspective because 
um, well, Daniel's the same way. He has those performers that live in his house. Um, and, you know, my daughter is, is in, in, in the winds group. And so from, I, I actually get to see it through their eyes. And the reality is, is that they want to be with their friends. So why isn't there burnout? Because they want, they love the people that they're performing with, which gets to this point is that the, 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 um, the awards and, and, and the medals and, and all of that stuff is that's icing on the cake. That's awesome. But the kids do this because they get to perform with their friends and they love being with their friends. They love hanging out before the rehearsal and they love hanging out after rehearsal. And they love those moments where the guard went to Chicago and had Chicago pizza. Uh, Drumline had some hangout moments. We did a bowling night one time. You know, they love those opportunities. And when you keep it fresh like that, um, you know, there isn't burnout because they want to be with their friends. So, and it's, you know, are there hard times where you go to practice? Like, I'm really not looking forward to practice and boy, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, there is. But then there's also the light at the end of the tunnel and there's this show, there's this, you know, um, you know, but ultimately for, you know, looking at it through my son's eyes, he graduated a couple years ago and now my daughter, it's all about friends and being around the people you love. And when that, when you are around the people that you love, it never gets old. Never. I love it. So I'm assuming there's that you guys are all collaborating in lots of ways. And so I know you have this great team. It's been together a long time. That's part of the magic. You're all very talented. You do great work. How can you guys describe to me who helps who? How does that work? Okay, you're all super busy. So like I'm assuming that you're helping other groups, consulting, helping put shows together, going to rehearse. How does that work? Who can describe that to well, me? Well, I'll start because I ask all of these guys anything, <laughs> you know, I will go into Webb's office and say, okay, how do we do this? All right. How is this? Uh, Daniel, so I say, hey, Daniel, can you check my schedule out? Does this look right? Any red flags? You know, I do that. Richard's like, okay, what do we, Lee, I see Lee before class all the time. I ask these guys everything. And um, so how does it work? Well, for me, it's easy because they go by my office <laughs> two or three times. I, I, I probably see Richard less than the other guys, but, you know, Richard's a phone call and a text away. But they go by my office, and it's it's really easy to ask anything, you know, that I'm having trouble with this or we got to do that, you know, whatever. It's it's really easy, and it's and they're always there to help, you know. I mean, Webb and Daniel are – Hall of Famers. I mean, you, we have two WGI Hall of Famers that go by my office like <laughs> every day for crying out loud. So um, it's really easy for me to ask those guys, and they're so helpful. Um, I mean, they, ultimately, you know, it's you know, we couldn't be as great without their guidance. You know, period. So I'm probably the one that should start with all that because I talk to all of these guys all the time. I think a big part of it is, uh, you know, using Daniel's uh, as a visual sounding board, you know, for all the shows. Uh, um, Richard is involved with the drum line, and I know Richard and Daniel talk maybe not about drum specific, but about things that are design oriented that could be a part of what we're doing. Uh, you know, Richard did the wins uh, visual thing, and but Daniel had the idea, you know, it's just, and then, uh, 
the drumline kind of is a little bit separate, but Richard is kind of the glue that kind of connects that. Um, and uh, Lee and, and Tony um, Tony Cook also, who um, came up with the drumline idea. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is I don't really get involved in that part of it with these groups anymore. Um, but to see how they, they come up with their own things. And all three of these shows were uniquely different, um, even though they kind of came from the same, you know, big bird, you know, laying eggs here and there. And uh, But each of the eggs hatched into something totally unique and different. So very cool. But it, really, it's, it's kind of connecting visually to Daniel and, the music things, you know, through Matt and Lee and, and our drum staff and maybe some other people that are involved from a design like Vince Oliver or, you know, we use uh, Michael Klesch as a resource, you know, uh, Jay uh, wrote, Bo Cook wrote for us too. So we have a, a team. It's We're the core. I, I would say this is the core, but we, we also have arms that move out to other areas that connect to other expertises because none of us know everything. Well, maybe Daniel does, but other than that, <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, we, we're, we're great about doing what you're good at. And that's uh, something I learned a long time ago from uh, my mentor uh, director, Tom Dirks at Center Grove back in the eighties. He's he, when I was a, uh, just teaching him while I was in my 20s. I said, Tom, how do you do this? And he was like, man, I, I try to get the best people I can find and I let them do it. And I was like, that's a smart move. And that's kind of what I did. So I let Matt do his thing. I let Daniel do his thing. I let Richard do his thing. I let uh, Lee and Tony do their thing. And um, that it makes me look really smart and, and good. I like that. Well, he can say that all he wants, but I mean, he is what Webb, what I met with Webb in 1999 to talk about coming to Avon at Steak and Ale. And uh, the best thing he said to me was, I just want all of my programs to be at the top level. World class. I was, and I, I could see it. You could see it in Indianapolis. Avon was growing. And, you know, we had become friends about four years before that. And then we just kind of, you know, it was like, because of our personalities, we watch basketball together and argue or whatever it was. It was like, I, I think we could be a pretty good match at this. And it's pretty, you know, because Webb's right when he was also saying, there's burnout, you know what I mean? I mean, we get done with all that. And last night I had to go to card auditions and, oh, I just wanted to put a fork in my head. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> it's not like that Tuesday night. Like, yeah, I can't wait to start all over. You know, you're there's burnout and you have to you kind of kind of find that in yourself the same thing that we know that we, you know i tell the kids even last night these brand new kids free agents you know and i and i tell them i'm like we because we don't cut anybody either tim in this band and all that we do we we cut no one when you you show up on a tuesday night to join avon i go welcome you're in you know like can you handle being in, you know, cause it's a lot of work and every season it's so hard to like dig back in, start at the beginning, get everybody on the same page to get back to another level so that you can be at those, you know, those precipice moments at WGI and BOA. And, but you know, there is, it, it is a challenge every year to be motivated to, 
start again and do it and carry it forward, you know. Richard, I feel like you need to weigh in on that. I mean, it's, man, we could talk hours about it. Um, but the, meaning the way that how we all collaborate and, and come up with these things, like in the winter, it is interesting because we all are in our compartments, but we're also all inspired by each other too. You know what I mean? Like, and really Daniel's got his team with the winter guard and they have been at the top for so long. And we, Matt said this earlier, we are inspired by that. Like we are Avon chasing Avon. You know what I mean? Like, and we teach that a lot too. We teach competing against ourselves. Um, but for sure, to speak to the drumline specifically, um, you know, the drumlines had some ups and downs in my 20, uh, 21 years, 20, something like that. Um, and so it's been an emotional release these last couple times to get back to the top with the drumline because it's just we want to make Avon as proud as the guard makes Avon. You know what I mean? And to have that happen was a huge deal. And, and everybody felt it. The community felt it and knew it. So that was that was awesome. But um you know, in the winds thing, um, it's just so new. You know, the thing that occurred to me with the winds, and even the way we did it this year with 79 children out there, it was just new because we had that many people in that space. And I remember I went to the showcase. The showcase is always one of the cool events every year where we all come together. It's really the first time we all, it's the Avon showcase. It's usually the first weekend of March. And we all watch each other's shows and the parents watch each other's shows on a Friday night. And um, that night, the, you know, I had done the wind show on the computer. I don't go to a lot of their rehearsals. And I showed up and watched it, and I just, like, I was crying because of how it felt. And, A, the music was amazing. Vince did an incredible job with the music. But it was just that many kids in that space playing that well, moving that well. It was, it was new just by the virtue of, of those components, not because it was some revolutionary, amazing show, more so just because of what it was from a holistic standpoint so that was a that's more special in its own right because it's new um but there is this great element of what we have here that we're fortunate to have that we get to be inspired by each other's things and then in the fall we all come together and and, and really collaborate and all work on the same project so we have this great avon flavor to everything um the other thing that i think is really interesting about this winter about all three of these shows specifically to this what's happened you know there's i think part of the reason it really personifies us because all three shows had an incredibly passionate take and we try to do that a lot in our shows and we try to teach that we we really believe in this not only being a place for discipline and teamwork and accountability and all those things and music education of course but really we like to teach the the expressive quality and we like to give our students that opportunity to be passionate and heartfelt and learn this creative this creative expression and all three of these shows did that maybe the best we've ever done it and and all at the same time um and you know it, it's forget the medals and the trophies the reactions we got from people you know our tapes at the end of the year all the groups i mean it was i get goosebumps thinking about it um, there was a lot of crying going on, a lot of crying. It's funny, Tim, we would be remiss not to talk about Dr. Joe Allison and how he, I mean, I just imagine how he would have viewed our shows, right? He was someone who really believed in that too. And um, that was something really that has occurred to me in the last couple of weeks that is special 
um, how that all came together this winter. Um, and yeah, man, just the way people reacted was was worth it. And the kids felt that too. The parents felt that it all it all feeds into it. So yeah, I don't Matt, know what I was Matt had said something really interesting about the collaboration between the three groups when I was, because he's right, you know, for me, Tim, my daughter was in the guard this year, you know, and my son was in the winds. So here I am having done this forever and I've never had a child in my group. You know what I mean? It, it was amazing. It was amazing. But what Matt said to the winds the other day, because of course I'm at the banquet because we help them and then my kids are in it and I'm a dad too. And Matt had spoke so much about how the love of all the groups for one another. And that may have been the best year we've ever had with that as well, because what Richard said is right. It is competitive too. You know, we all are trying to outdo Avon and that's hard, but you know, there's so many cool videos. I wish we could send you a, there's a great video of the night that the drumline won, that the winds were in their hotel and they were all supposed to be in bed, but they were all at 1230 at night, even though they had finals at 8 a.m. to get up, they were watching the awards. And then there's videos of our winds players going crazy when the drumline wins. You know, what, there's a great video of when the finals night for the guard, the winds and the drums all went back to the band room because they were rehearsing because their thing was two weeks later and having kind of a showcase themselves. They all gathered in the band room and watched the guard perform in finals, you know. And, you know, and like obviously the, the drum line, when they leave Sunday, they're sending a video to the winds and everybody gets home and tunes into that and, it, that was pretty amazing. That that was what the kids brought to how much they appreciated one another. I think that's another fact we all got out of coming back from COVID, the appreciation. You know, Lee, I want to go back to you for a minute because I feel like the Drumline show like was like was so amazing and that it was so accessible and crowd friendly and fun and yet it also had all those elements of excellence and toughness and drumline cool stuff like that's that's just quite an accomplishment to me you know like like it was so accessible like i just thought the the whole punching mother like that was i just thought this is genius why didn't i think of this like who you know who could possibly come up with this it was so crowd accessible and friendly and yet excellent I don't know. Can you speak to that? Because it's it was quite miraculous to me. Well, thank you. Yeah, really happy with how the Drumline Show came out. Um, not to keep going back to COVID, but over the summer of 2020, uh, Tony Cook, who runs the Drumline with me, um, he was looking for a way to get in better shape and got a speed bag and started working on it because he had extra time. Uh, <laughs> Cross. Uh, uh, a guy on social media called Forte Percussion that does uh, drumming on speed bag with one hand and then drums with the other. So now Tony got that idea, but was able to teach himself how to do both of those and was then able to first had to, to sell me and then the rest of the design staff, uh, uh, Sarah Huffman, Jeff Huffman and Rich, so they're like, we're going to put a lot of our eggs in this basket, but if we do it right, I think we could blow the roof off of UD on finals night. And he was able to figure it out. And, uh, you know, through the, the combination of and that closer uh, was written 
kind of backwards from what I'm used to with the drumline show of kind of writing the music first and then figuring out how the moments will happen afterwards. We figured out the moments we wanted to do with the speed bags and uh, Tony, myself and Rich had to figure out how to reverse engineer, like, here's what we want to do then. How is this actually possible to then transition because we had to, the first speed bag moment, they played them sideways, and then we had to figure out how to turn them the other way so that then the snares could play it in profile. Um, so that, that was that was a struggle, but very cool to figure out. Um, and going back and thinking about before tonight, uh, why the, I feel like the show resonated with the crowd, but also with the, the students was that, the show is about uh, the quest to be excellent, the quest to uh, be a champion, you know, not get first place, but to be excellent in yourself. So it's not only were we teaching them and reteaching many of the kids how to be excellent in marching arts and in drumline, but then it was just a natural bleed over into the show itself, which I think is when it took on a larger than life energy it became a show within a show and there's a genius there i don't we didn't even really until we got really good at it none of that was believable but when we got really good at it all of the saying this is what it takes to be great and we didn't come this far just to come this far we want to keep on going the better we got the better that got but like in on february 28th it was like are we sure we're doing this guys (laughs) <laughs> Are we sure we're saying all these things? It's really bad, <laughs> but we just stuck with it. It's it's kind of like it's, it was brilliant. Tony found it, and you know he took it to Jeff and Sarah, and Sarah brought it to me, and I was like, boy, that's you know because the things that we said in the show were very much like this is how we're going to be the best. Are we sure we want to say that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, we it was about just following through with it and, and pushing through. And, and I, the, there are so many great stories. Um, you know, the the night before the Indy Regional, we almost didn't do the beginning of the closer where we introduced the first punching bag moment because it was that dirty. And we got and we just figured out the transition and got these 300 pound props that one symbol kid each is moving around. And I'm freaked out about the transitions and all the things. And I'm like, guys, should we not do this? And then we got far enough that it was like, okay, we should show our idea. Because I think people are going to think this is cool. It's really bad right now. But parents are going to clap right here to get the crowd going and forget about it. It didn't matter that it was bad. It was that the idea was cool. And, and that it, it, it is cool to be rewarded to step out on that ledge. And, um, you know, credit to, credit to Tony and these guys for putting it out there. So I was, a, I was, you know, I'm doing the staging. I'm worried about the mistakes, right? I'm worried about the pitfalls. Um, and it was. Yeah. And I'll say it because, like, you know, we knew, like, the guard was having a great year. We knew the winds were having a great year. Yep. And it was awesome to see how the drums progressed. And, like, the trifecta doesn't happen without them overtaking, you know, the California demon. You know what I mean? Because everybody knows how great those groups have been. Avon's been trying to get up back to that. So what was so cool for all of us was that was the one we were like, come on, drumline, let's go, drumline. 
I mean, you, you could have seen him cross the entire program. Everybody like, come on. You know, and when they when that happened in semifinals, I think they lost by 0-2-5 or something. And when it became real, because they lost prelims by two points, and even Richard called me like, I'm not sure that could be a tough hurdle to overcome. And I was like, come on, don't you stop thinking like that. Let's go, Richard. Get out there. And then the next day when they lost by very little, and everybody kind of like felt it, and it was it got the entire program was just – it, it made a, an adrenaline rush that came over like 500 people in Avon. You know what I mean? It was just awesome. They, and they performed, each, each performance was significantly better than the one before. Uh, but I'll never forget uh, my story. It's like the bags were terrible. We had to have punch bag, uh, you know, sectionals, punching bag. Because that's the whole, how many drum lines had to work on their uh, speed bag technique? But we had to put time into that training. I can't do it. It's, uh, you have to figure that out, you know. It's hard not to walk by one of those and just punch it, though. Every time you see it, just want to punch it. So it was an awesome, awesome thing that Lee and Tony did with Richard and Sarah and Jeff. It was incredible. And, again, it just goes to the team. Daniel has a whole team of people with him that make this happen. He directs it and stages it and creates the idea, but he has people that helps him fill it in and create the vertical moments. Matt has that. Um, and that's the awesome thing about our team. And then in the fall, we all do it together, you know, and figure it out. So it's, it is the Avon way. It's kind of a cross-pollination kind of thing, but it's, we're all part of all of it. You know what I mean? Well, we talked about this web. Uh, I don't know. It was Saturday or Sunday at, at champion at the last championships. It's also our staff. It's it's teaching staff, um, and how the way these winter programs perpetuate that, and then set up the summer, which sets up the fall. And and one of the cool things about the winds is really going at that full out. We've now got this staff people who teach. The music and the visual and they work together it, it's like it's staff development you know and the drumline and the guards always had that but the winds would have a big gap from boa to june 1st of yeah. well we haven't really done any of this visual stuff or we haven't really worked as a team to create this product and now that we do the winds the way we do the staff is clicking um it's just it's amazing um it makes my life a lot easier in the summer and the fall. And they have this great friendship. They have this great bond. Um, and and all three staffs really have that now, maybe at the most, at the highest level we've ever had it. Um, and it's very efficient, but it's also, there's just a chemistry thing. So that goes, Tim, to your point of like, how do you, how do you keep it going? It's also this like having that community of people that helps us teach, teach the students is a huge deal. Couldn't do it without them. And certainly over 24 years for me, that has changed. You know, every every five or six years, they're the young people either want to, you know, move on to the next level or they, they want our job. And we're like, oh, we're not old enough yet. You can't take our job yet. And so we will lose, you know, some people that are really valuable. And then we got to bring somebody else in and try to, you know, and those people are so important. You know, they're, they're in, it's what they do for us is incredible. I mean, and, and to cap off all of it, what the winds were able to do was just 
phenomenal. I mean, and I do think it, it we, we really, you know, like in an era where it's props and everybody has all this stuff, you know, for, for me, when we were doing it, we really, you know, Michael Thompson was involved with us and that stuff too. And obviously with the guard, but we were like, let's not have big props. Let's do this, you know, because imagine when they told us normally they'd have 50, 60 and they had auditions and Matt comes to Richard and I like, we have 80. And we, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? 80? What are we, what? And like, but then we just took it as a cool challenge. Like maybe that's what wins needs. Less, less props, less of all these other things that you do to try to, you know, lipstick it up. And we were like, you know what, let's do this pretty raw and let's make it about, you know, these these murmurations of birds and Richard's so talented. Let's let him do his job. The, we play so well. We have the best music person in the land. You know what I mean? We just wanted to focus on what we could do. And I think that's another aspect for the wins division in the future to really, you know, we are focusing on the musician and on the performance aspect. And um, the body stuff that we can do. And that's only going to, like Richard said, bring us to another phase in the fall, too. Yeah, I'd like to add something about the winds. Because when I looked at the winds, I saw kids from all five levels of our concert band program. We had kids in our fifth band and our top band. It wasn't a by audition. It was you show up, you want to do it, you're in it. Um, and then to see that now as we're getting ready for our end-of-year concerts and, and uh, state finals and stuff, how that core group of the wins that came from the marching band that will go back to the marching band is really a, a, a big part of all five of our concert bands. And it's made all those kids play much better, quality of sound, all that. So... We're talking about our pageantry part, but it also impacts our concert, our curriculum part, our daily curriculum. And a lot of people say, oh, I can't do wins because it's in the way of my concert band. It's just elevated our concert bands. Um, and it's really some of those bottom end kids that were in the wins that were like, dude, it's the left foot. You know, come on now, left foot. No, it's open on that note, you know. Um and seeing them perform at that level, at a world-class level, uh, and then go back to their concert bands and really be leaders in there, too. So that's a, another part of the whole Avon uh, kind of experience. We had, two, uh, yeah. with all the five uh, indoor groups, we had close to 250 students in one of our indoor groups this winter. And that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, another... Um... Oh, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. Uh, I'll go back. Somebody go back. Somebody go they were, on. I they were so them. good on Sunday. The winds were so – it was it was stunning. I mean, they were really – and they've been good all year. This was, this was going well. I mean, it was just yeah. – it, it was a really good project. It never – there was never really any doubt as to this show is right. This worked great. It's one of those. Like, we didn't struggle with it a ton once we, once we got it going. But that day – I mean, I had just gone through the drumline thing. Because that's kind of my main focus. That's my my what I'll do a couple times a week in rehearsal and help them rehearse the winds. I'm I'm just help a little bit and I'm there for the ride. And I'm like going to the tunnel on Sunday. Like, like cool, this will be fun. Let's go. And I I mean it was it was I was taken aback at how well they performed this thing. It wasn't just that they that they um, 
that they um, you know putted in for par. I mean, they went for it and nailed it. And it was it was emotional how good they were in that moment. Um, it was just exciting to see them experience that too. And it like it, it's the once the kids and the parents experience that, they want to do that again. Contraband is awesome and of course essential and where they get so much of their skill. But man, performing in that environment. And with that kind of audience, with that kind of situation, it's 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 um, addictive in the very best way. Okay, and and I'll karma cap this because the bottom line is, you know, there is when wins were formed, there was a real worry that would that take away from your concert season? Would it? Well, you know, karma cap our wins and our symphony orchestra had ridiculous scores last weekend, and we're both phenomenal. So the idea that the con- the winds would hurt the concert band uh, that's that's just not true you know what I mean because there we have those two groups are performing at the top of, of what they could be doing as well so it's it, that's phenomenal because that's that was the big concern I mean I know somebody was sitting up with me um, on Sunday, we were discussing the winds activity and, and somebody said something to me like, you know, it's, it's really about, uh, I, if more small bands are not signing up for this. And I looked, I stopped them and I was like, what are you talking about? Small bands, the best bands in the country should be doing this too. The bet there, we're, we're one of them clearly, but there are a lot of other really outstanding marching bands that, you know, I'd love to see them be in that activity as well because it's not hurting any other aspect of our program. And wouldn't it be great to see the creativity that some of the best bands could put together and put, and then have a contest like that at WGI between all of these groups, you know, that it doesn't have to be a small band activity. It can be any band can do it. The independent world champion is uh, what you guys, who was it? It's a college from Texas. Um, the oh, Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, Rio Grande Valley. They had full, legit, serious, that incredible bassoon player. They did a great show. Really rich, difficult music, on the move, dancing, theme, a really a cool emotional theme that ties in with their kids. Um, and they got right, Matt, didn't they just get invited to some serious stuff with their concert band too? Like TMEA or something. Like they, they were, they kind of were making the same point of like, look, we could do all this too, you know. It's a lot of work, no doubt. A lot of work. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, Jay. I think at some point there's a whole other conversation to be said about how you have built the infrastructure with your resources and the team where you're able to do this. Because I think a lot of people don't have that piece. So they don't they don't yeah. even have the, the fundraising or they don't have the, enough staff or they can't get enough staff or they don't have the parent support. Like you've been able to, as you guys said very clearly, sort of one of the main things is, over years, everybody, this is not something you're going to do next year, everybody, but over years they have yeah. built this. So they have all those pieces in place to make it possible. So don't try to do what Avon's doing next year with your band, but build that over time. So you have that staff, you have that parent support, you have that infrastructure. Um, that's really maybe what's most impressive, Jay. Yeah. When we started uh, drumline and, and WGI, we were in A. Uh, the guard was in class A. You know, the band was a class B in Indiana, which was 
another class lower than the school size, you know. So we were a small school. And then through that process of, you know, growing, learning through the curriculum of basic to intermediate, um, I would never forget the last time the guard and drumline went to championships together was, I think, Milwaukee in 2001, where we were there at the same time. We both won up open class that year. Um and we were there for each other. The drum line was at the guard cheering for them because it was right across the way there. It was cold, but it was, uh, it was still pretty cool. But And then we moved to the world class from there. So it took us. We also started in A and then went to open and right. found success. And then right. we then went to world. Um, because my goal as a young director was I wanted every program in my my program, every part of it to be world-class and not to be the world-class champion, but to be world-class. That says something about the depth and, and the teaching and the, the accountability for the whole program. And, you know, to be in doing that for the last 20 years, basically, uh, has been incredible. And it's because of the people on this screen right here, the core people with uh, a lot of other people. I mean, you know, and they read our staff list at the end of the show. It's, it's, it's a little ridiculous, but everybody has a role, whether you're, you know, a Thursday night symbol tech or you're uh, the designer for the visual aspect, you know, whatever it is, everybody has a role. Uh, and I think that it's just like a, a, a team, you know, a, a football team. You're a tight end, you're a right guard, you're a left guard, you're a right tackle, you do your thing, you do your job. And know that the guy next to you is doing his job. And when it all comes together, it's a touchdown. You know, and that's, um, I think that's a pretty awesome aspect of what we've become. I'd, uh, I'd like to add to that, that these guys have been here much longer than me. I've been working at Avon since the fall of 2012, and I'm the new guy in the room. So it's <laughs> huge. But one thing that has been special uh, for me to experience at Avon is that if you have a good idea and you're willing to speak up, people will listen. And if your idea is good, you can get a chance to either add that to the show or to teach it. And if it's not good, you will uh, maybe get shot down. But then at the end of rehearsal, someone will point to the side and say, here's the three reasons why this didn't work. Maybe try it again next time or in a different context so that you are given I think that's a huge part of the program is that the staff is given an opportunity to grow. They also see us make mistakes and fix them. Yeah. You know, there is a, we're, we, you know, we all live here. Our kids go to school here. So, so we're here on the ground and we'll, we make mistakes. You know, we change them in. We were changing stuff in the winds and drumline show because we realized we made some mistakes. We got to fix that. And we fix it, and, they, and the staff sees that, kids see that, they, they, they see that part of it, the development of a show. That's that's a great educational piece. It is cool. The kids do see the camaraderie that we have because some of the best moments were watching at the awards of Drumline and wins. You know, we were all fortunate. We were kind of sitting on the side there and right by the groups that were on the end. And when the drumline won, some of my favorite moments were all the drumline kids looking at their staff and just loving them. And it was so wonderful. And then again on Sunday, you know, we're all just excited. We know the wins are going to do well. They get a 99 and we have videos of that stuff. 
that is just eruption, you know, and, and, and the best one is if you see those videos ever, Webb doesn't flinch. Webb doesn't move. But like, <laughs> there's a picture. No. We gotta Carl go. gets pot in the stands. Matt jumps to his feet. Everyone's going crazy, and Webb doesn't move. He doesn't flinch. He just sits there like, oh, Lordy. So this yeah. is part of COVID. I realized when we were sitting there, God, I didn't teach them how to win. I didn't teach them how to be what I expected. You know, because usually before a contest, I would say, hey, now, wait till our name is called, because I have a famous story in my past where nobody knew we were going to win, and so when – Somebody was announced second. This other group went nuts. Well, they didn't win. They didn't medal. They didn't get called. And then, so I've always learned that lesson about you wait till your name is called. And I was like so mad at myself because I forgot to say something to the kids about it um, because I didn't think about that. You know, it's been four years since we've been being on a contest like that. So, um, yeah, I was I, I never move until they say our name because I trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought maybe we took seventh without no anybody yeah, knowing. I mean, who knows? You know what? <laughs> well, Jay, we did make that point that everybody's having to reteach everything. So if you do, if you missed one little tiny piece of it, I don't think anybody's going to begrudge you that. You're doing plenty. Yeah, you're doing plenty, really, really well. Um, I, there were, there, how, to, how to be announced? Yeah, no, absolutely. I can tell you, I could sit here and talk to you guys for another three hours, but it's we've I've had I've already it's almost we've, we've, we're out of time. I feel like I'm, I've had enough of your time, taking enough of your time. I do want to say a couple things. One is Richard. At some point, I would love to find out from you how you staged on a gym floor with 80 kids. I really think maybe I want to pick your brain about that. And I want to say to Daniel, Daniel, you said something about this, that all the instructors that have come and been a part of your program and moved on. I think that's a huge legacy of, of the Avon program too, is that look at all of the great instruction and instructors that you've sent out into the world to do great work in other places and impact all kinds of other programs. That's also the sign of a really successful, powerful, impactful program. And I think you guys should be really proud of that piece. One of the coolest moments was, you know, Carmel took second this year. Their director was in Avon the first time we won. Yeah. Amazing. And first hug I had was that young lady being so proud of Erin. Yeah. I mean, and how incredible is that? And I, I stood on that floor that night like, wow, I mean, we're, I'm competing against this young lady now and I'm couldn't be more proud of her. I couldn't, I was so happy for her in that moment. That's incredible. Yeah. That legacy is a big deal, guys, and you should. You, that that is such a huge thing that you guys have also done for the activity. Um, and as somebody that's sort of sitting on the outside looking in as a fan, I just want to make sure you guys like think you know, take that in. That's a really big deal, and 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 only the very top programs can do it at a level at which you are. Um, just uh, we need to finish this. I'm just going to go around. Each of you say one final thing. So Lee, I'm going to randomly just throw it to you first, which I know is hard. But just anything you want to say in wrapping this up, wrapping up the conversation about your season or about these people. Uh, this year was special. I don't know if it's really fully hit me. Uh, the the students, staff, parents for the drumline were all outstanding and. Uh, make me look smarter and better than I am. Um, it's a, a year and a show that I'll definitely look back and really treasure. And it was also um, special to be uh, part of the entire band program and watch the other groups do so well and the support that we got. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
I'll, I'll remember this fondly for the rest of my life. And, you know, let's start all over again because what else are we going to do next? Right. <laughs> Well, of course, that's the, that's the danger for you guys is like, okay, what next? But I, I love that. No, I'm not worried about that for, for you, at least, you know, like I know there's going to be more great ideas and more great performances. Richard, what do you want to say as we're closing? No, I'm just thankful, grateful to be a part of it all. Um, I'm so lucky that I've been, I've met all of these amazing people and all of the other amazing people that have been a part of my life. It's changed my life and really just excited to keep on giving that back giving that back to our community, our students, our parents, and especially now, once you're a parent and then you experience that side of it too, it's just, there's a whole nother, whole nother level. that's um, really exciting. So thankful. That's great. How about you, Matt? Well, I think these guys touched everything. Um, certainly been a special year and um, something I think we'll, we'll all remember for sure. And, um, and you're right. You know, the reality is, is this doesn't happen without surrounding yourself with, with incredible people. And, uh, and it's just a bonus that you, you, you know, you love being with them. And that's just, that makes it even more special to celebrate these memorable moments. So, so grateful for obviously, you know, all these people here, Webb, Daniel, Richard, Lee. Um, it was, um, it was fun to, uh, go through that, that whole winter and, um, and, and be with each other and cheer each other on and then and um, end up being as, as great as we were. So um, and on to the next. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going on. Right. <laughs> next that's, thing. Here we go. <laughs> that's awesome. So, All right. How about you, Daniel? Thanks for, thanks for having us. And, oh, and it was, it was, it was of awesome. course. Love no, I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys. Daniel, what do you want to say? Well, you know, I'll say it the way I started it tonight. You know, without Webb. And without his vision for this program, when I got here, and uh, I'm just always so grateful to how much he has loved this community and given us all the reins to love him back. And he's a big old, you know, he, people think of him as Mr. McGruff, and he's big and tall and rough, and he's such a teddy bear, and he's done everything to make this program what it is. And I'm the luckiest person for them to be like, he's a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't be a Hall of Famer without J-Webb. I wouldn't be what I am without him giving us the trust and the resources to do what we do. And I'm just so lucky to be a part of this town. Well, I obviously, I would be nothing without all these guys. And, um, you know, uh, Matt and I have been together for since he just got out of college uh, we, we learned how to be band directors together, uh, figured out how to be good at music uh, together through the concert band, the marching band, uh, getting Daniel finally on my team, um, you know, having Richard from, you know, my first days as a band director when he was in sixth grade uh, to now um, and seeing what he can do and and then finally getting a drum staff. You know, I did the drum line for a long, long time. And being a band director of Avon, it's hard to be the drum guy. Um, and finding, fi- looking so hard for that great staff. And I, I feel like I've finally hit on it. And I couldn't be prouder of what Matt did with his staff. Um, 
and directing what, and Daniel, how he directs his staff and Lee directing and, and Tony directing their staff. Uh, I am the luckiest guy in the world. And we wouldn't be Avon that people know uh, without those people. Um, and it's been uh, a perfect storm for 25 years, but uh, it has been a perfect storm. And we're all fortunate to have each other to get through it. So I, I'm appreciative. Well, it's been awesome to see everybody be so like amazed and shocked and think it's so it's so incredible what you guys have accomplished. And so I wanted to highlight that tonight. And it is it's quite amazing. Um, and, and I think you've explained how that's possible and all the years it took to make it possible. And I hope that everybody gets that point and just put their head down and do the work now, everybody. <laughs> and you're going to try yeah, to end up- do the work, man. Yeah, put your head down. But anyway, you guys were wonderful. Got to do the work. Yeah. So Jay, Lee, Richard, Matt, Daniel, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Find other conversations with the Avon staff members at marchingartseducation.com. Just put their name into the search bar to find hours of conversations, including Jay and Matt talking about building the program and Daniel Wiles on designing amazing shows. You can always find out about upcoming podcasts and webinars by signing up for our newsletter or by going to the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. Just search for the Marching Roundtable on YouTube. And while there, we hope you'll subscribe. This is one of the best ways to find out about all the new content being added weekly to Marching Arts Education. If you found this podcast helpful or inspiring, please tell a friend or colleague about it. And we hope you'll sign up your staff for a membership at Marching Arts Education to get access to hours of great professional development. Imagine what you and your staff could do with the great ideas and information on the website. This is your host, Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. I work as a music arranger, show consultant, career coach, and life coach, and I'd love to help you. Contact me and learn more about my services at beastofthemarchingarts.com. Well, hi, everybody. Ron Starry. I've been teaching for 32 years, just recently retired from a high school job and uh, semi-retired, still staying active uh, as a uh, 5th and 6th grade lesson teacher a couple days a week and judging, clinicianing. Uh, doing those things, of course, still a fan, still checking in on the podcast, uh, have been doing that since 2011, and uh, just find the content very valuable. One of the podcasts is, uh, uh, there's not bad bands, there's bad band directors. <laughs> you know, really think about it. Any kind of educator has to be reflective and think, okay, uh, when there's a problem, the first thought is, okay, what can I do to do better? And so one of the things, get information. And here we've got, what, thousand-some podcasts uh, that are available. You know, dial down, look for a certain issue and, and find it and hear experts talk about it. Um, what a better use for time. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.